Happy Friday, welcome to Couch Potato Diary. Going to keep the intro short. Rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. I'm on Twitter, at PrimetimeKlein on Twitter and Instagram. Have a good one for you today. Uh, I, I say it in the intro, but someone who I have hosted a lot of these talks with back on the program, probably going to be a regular or semi-regular thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we're, let's just go right to it. Here's myself and g -Rana. The band is back together, formerly uh, co-hosts on a, a different platform, on a different show, but once again, reunited, and it feels so good. I'm Peter Klein. He is g -Rana. I might call this show the wrong name at some point, but uh, G, happy to be back yelling about the WWE with you, sir. How are you today? It's true, man, and don't worry. <laughs> uh, that mistake might just come out of my end, too, but uh, you know what? We're... we're... <laughs> We're going to roll with the old punches, kid. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's it's going to be nice to talk about WWE while um, I don't work at a place that puts WWE on their television every weekend remote, uh, anymore. So I'm going to enjoy that thoroughly. We'll save the, the WWE conversation for the end. Um, and by but, the way, with that with that said, it's going to be interesting for me because you know me. I'm, I'm a massive, huge fan of, of that product and what mm -hmm. they put out there on a regular basis. So it's going to be interesting for me to hear your side the almost unfiltered side <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um i'm i'm interested in your take on one performer in particular um and okay. we'll, we'll we'll tease that for later on um i'm still i'm still in the old radio habit of teasing things like people have downloaded this by now they don't need to be teased like they i've got them at this point um but yeah we will tease that for a little bit later on i do want to start with with ufc 263 uh israel adesanya is still very good at punching people in the face and then not getting punched in the face with a unanimous decision win over Marvin Vittori. My only concern was we've seen, and I think you and I have even talked about this before, where guys will go on a good run and then they'll get knocked off a little bit and it's tough for them to get back going. I was interested to see how Izzy would handle losing to Jan Blahovich. He handled that with flying colors. Um, I, I thought, anyway, what, what did you see from the uh, the middleweight king, the, the guy who proclaimed himself to be the fucking king after um, after all was said and done? Whoa, whoa, whoa! We can swear on this? Oh yeah, no, we can swear. You don't have to keep it to just prick on this one. You can you can go as far as you want. <laughs> well, well, heavens to Betsy. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what 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 we saw from Adesanya was. It, there are definitely levels to this game, but there are levels to a champion and Israel to me, like he reminded me of what GSP did to countless number of opponents back when GSP was King. I'm talking about Dan Hardy, uh, Tiago Elvis. This fight reminded me of GSP versus Tiago Elvis, whereas GSP played it smart, played it to his game plan. Let his opponent come at him. And that's exactly what Vittori did. Vittori looked out. He, he almost looked, out of place of sorts like he, he, he there's so so much energy and anger sometimes like he, he he couldn't find a good rhythm tried to take him down but like any notion out there of adesanya's takedown defense was thrown out of the window in this fight like adesanya played his game plan perfectly it was calm a cool collective and one of the things that that again separates a champion from an upper tier champion is keeping that composure he reminded me of GSP in this fight. And one of the most impressive things, and I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter with the gifts and whatnot, Adesanya's head movement. Like, my yeah. God, it, the guy looked like he was in the Matrix out there. Yeah, it, it really did, hey? Like, that, that it was just like, yeah. like it was... 
it was almost unfair that his head movement was that good because Vittori's boxing is definitely not his strong point. And I would say, oh. like, I would say average to below average boxing for a, a UFC fighter. And to have that going up against maybe the most skilled striker in the UFC, like, it, just, it, it almost felt unfair at times. It did. And, and, you know, you mentioned it right there, Vittori's stand-up game is, is not that good. And he kept mm-hmm. on loading up on these one punch knockouts, but Vittori does not have one punch knockout power. So again, like I, I questioned that game plan and he just looked out of play out of sorts out there. Like he, at times he was, he, he looked like he was rushing things at times. He w- he didn't seem like he was he, like Adesanya based almost like played a mental game. Like whatever mm-hmm. you can do, I can do 10 times better and I will do it right now. And you have nothing to show for it. And that's exactly yeah. what Vittori did. Well, and then the the, the big one, I, I thought that was kind of the, oh, shit, this is different moment when Marvin Vittori got a takedown and Adesanya popped yeah. right back up. Like if if I'm Marvin Vittori, it's like, well, what, else, what, what am I going to do? Like, can I bring a chair in here? Like there's I'm, I'm certainly not going to piece him up on the feet. This getting a takedown and beating him up down here thing was kind of all I have. And if Israel yeah. Adesanya moving forward is going to be a dude who you can't hold down. That's a very big problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, why the fuck are you even fighting at that point? Just leave. Exactly. Yeah. How freeing was that to be able to swear there? Oh, my. You have no idea. You have no idea. Like the amount of times that I have to show up, not have to. I like to show up to work. But the amount of times that I go into work and I can't just yell F-bombs or F, you know, whatever it is. Oof. I, uh, I envy you and your, and your liberating ways of, of <laughs> talking right now. Um, well, you're welcome. And uh, once again, like, I feel like I brought it the closest out of you. So uh, me not being there um, at the, the regular one is probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, like yeah. That, that, that was the thing on, on Adesanya. Like he is so skilled and so technical and just mm-hmm. awesome. And he got to this point of not losing outside of 205 pounds just based off of being a very good kickboxer. If he is improving, I, I don't know what you do if you're any of the middleweights. Like, he, he obviously, the ground game is still going to be a weakness based off of how strong he is as a striker. But if you can't keep him on the ground, like, I, I don't even know what the game plan is with this guy anymore. No, exactly. And, like, it, it, on Twitter, like, I was seeing, like, you know, why isn't Adesanya... Uh, getting into that next gear it's because he doesn't have to like he was basically he was doing what john jones and gsp used to do back in the day and that is toying with your food playing with your food and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what adesanya did now in terms of what's next for the guy maybe whitaker because whitaker since his loss to adesanya has been very impressive because aside from him like i'm looking at the uh, rankings right now like Paulo Costa, no. Like no. Maybe you can put Costa versus uh, Vittori. Like that, that'd be that'd be pretty all right. But like, yeah. yeah aside from him, like Darren Till uh, is going to be fighting Brunson pretty soon. So everybody's pretty much uh, they have a dance partner right now. But Adesanya said it afterwards. You know, give me Whitaker. Let let me run that back. And again, Whitaker has been looking decent. And if there's anybody right now who can even put Adesanya into a little bit of, of, of trouble. It might be Whitaker. So yeah, as, as far as Vittori goes, like I, I think he's going to be a guy who hangs around. Like, I don't think this is the last we see of, of Marvin Vittori, but I'm going to need to see 
a lot from him before I, I start to take him seriously as a, uh, a title challenger again. No, exactly. But I mean, like, he's still pretty young. Like he's what, like 27, 28. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there's, he's not going anywhere, but again, right. like I could see him fight Paulo Costa. That'd be a fun. Fight. Yeah. Be a handsome fight. A couple good looking. Yeah. Oh dudes yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, would. Um, the, the co-main event, uh, Brandon Moreno brings a UFC belt home to Mexico for the first time with a victory over Davis and Figueredo. Um, I, I've, I said this when I did a, a post fight Twitch after, after things on Saturday, um, a lot of times, because I, I thought Figueredo was a lock to win this fight. I thought he would learn that he's not just going to one hit a lot of quitter. Did. Um, yeah, like yeah. he was a huge favorite. I, I thought he was going to be yeah. able to pace himself a little bit more against Moreno, not go for the home run shots and be able to win that fight fairly easily. And he took, okay, well, I'm going to pace things out so I can last five rounds instead of three as, hey, I'm not going to do a fucking thing and just hope that that mm -hmm. ends up working out. Like I, I hated the game plan from, uh, from Figueredo's perspective. I did, but I love the game plan from uh, um, Moreno. Like, what yeah. a story Moreno. Oh, like, what a incredible. story that is. Gets released by the fucking UFC, comes back, wins the title, becomes the first Mexican-born champion in UFC history. Like, that is incredible. And this fight in, in itself, so in the second round, Moreno had him uh, in, in uh, a guillotine, not a guillotine, but he had him uh, rear naked. And Figueredo kind of, he stopped that by putting his, I think, left or right hand to uh, on the arm just to make sure that that choke didn't sink in. But in the third round, it actually did. Like Moreno came out like guns of blazing, like yeah. house on fire. Like it was, it was incredible. And yeah, you have to question what, what Figueredo's uh, game plan was because, hey, you're the champion and everybody expects you to destroy this guy run through him and you mm -hmm. didn't really show that now that might be a weight loss or a weight cut thing because he, he's historically he's not great at weight cuts and he, right i think i think he had like a what like a two minute window for this weight yeah. cut so that might have been a thing but yeah no like i think this one it was it was a uh figueredo's game plan but also moreno just wanted it more like he playing out simply flat out wanted it more yeah well and and it's it was an interesting fight because you can tell like Figueredo is used to kind of being the bully in there, right? He's used to being yeah, the one yeah. coming forward. He's used to the one being the, being the one who lands the big shots. And Moreno was like, I'm just going to do that to you and I'm going to do it better. And, and Figueredo, it, it just, it didn't seem, it didn't seem like him in there. Like he wasn't his normal pressuring self. And I wonder if again, trying to pace himself got to him a little bit. Like, I wonder, I wonder if they changed up the game plan to the point where he didn't even know who he was in that cage, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, maybe, may, and I mean, like, I've been there before where you overthink, where you, you know, you have fight camps and, and you're overanalyzing, you're doing this, you're doing that. And yeah, like, it can be helpful. But at, at the same time, it's just <clears throat> what is fighting when you simply boil it down? I'm better at you than this. Let mm. me do that. And I think this was almost a classic case of overthinking and overanalyzing. Yeah, kind of a paralysis by analysis sort of thing. Um, Essentially, yes. You, you mentioned the weight cut. Would you like to see him move up in weight now? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, or, I mean, you could you could run this fight back, honestly, because the yeah. first one, it went to a draw. This one goes to Moreno. You can run this back. Or, you know, with Moreno, because um, I'm looking at the rankings right now, like maybe Oscar Oscarov. Maybe because I mean, yeah. that's 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 another one that went to a draw. So, I mean, like with Moreno, you have options and with Figueroa, 
yeah, you can run this fat, you can run this back, but yeah, I, I think naturally he is a bigger fighter and being in a bigger weight class would, would be beneficial for him in the long run anyways. For Moreno, um, I'm, I'm not uh, waiting this one out. His next fight is in Mexico. Like there is, oh, there is yes. absolutely, I'm not risking fighting him in Idaho or Delaware or anywhere that that fight is going in some place that holds a bunch of people in Mexico. Yeah, like this is okay. So, you know, we mentioned his story, like that in itself sells a fight no matter what. Totally. Now you bring him into his home country. It's like when GSP came back to Montreal as champ, or with, you know, pretty much anybody Brazilian going back to, you know, Sao Paulo or, or wherever, you know, like right. it, this has to be in Mexico. It has to be. Well, I, I was thinking about it like, Mexico is known for a, a very lengthy fighting lineage. Like they are very good at punching people. Um, oh, yeah. and, and they've been doing it very well for a long time, but the kind of what we see over the last little while is Mexican fighters make it big in Mexico, but then the big fights happen somewhere else, you know, like Canelo's fighting in mm -hmm. Texas. Um, yeah, yeah. and like you, you have those sorts of things going on it's not often that the big fights come to Mexico and in the grand scheme of the UFC calendar, a Brandon Moreno title defense, it, it probably doesn't register all that much, but if you put it in Mexico, like they're not used to having those bigger fights out there. It would be, it, it would quite, I, I thought that the GSP comparison there was good. It would be like, cause we don't get a lot of big fights up here, you know? Um, no. So it, it would be like when GSP fought in Toronto or in Montreal, you know, like it, it would be on that type of a level. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I'm looking at Moreno's record right now. He is 0-1-1 when fighting with the UFC in Mexico. Uh, hmm. Last time that they went to Mexico, it was that Oscar, Oscar, Oscarov draw. That was back in 2019 in Mexico City. Prior to that, he lost to Sergio Pettis via decision. So, I mean, like, yeah, this adds, again, layers to this story, layers right. to this, this fighter where this homecoming is could quite possibly be one of the biggest homecomings ever. Yeah, no, that it would, I, I think it would be unbelievable um, yeah. to, to see that kind of an atmosphere in the first ever five round non-title fight, non you or a non-main event in UFC history. Uh, Leon Edwards gets a unanimous decision victory over Nate Diaz as Edwards controls about 23 minutes and 30 seconds of mm -hmm. this fight. And then Nate Diaz pop, pop, and the internet exploded. Um, Stockton slap, man. He did that Stockton slap. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, bam, like he's right back into it. Nate Diaz is in that wonderful spot where the results don't matter anymore, no, right? Like he, fuck no. he, like win or lose, no, no one's coming in to see, oh, wow, how competitive he's going to be. No, we want to see how many times he flips the dude off. Or in this case, how many times the other dude flips him off. Like that's, he himself has turned into the spectacle. And that's an amazing spot to be in as a, a prize fighter. 100% win, lose, or draw, like it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the fight, people weren't talking about Leon Edwards. As great of a fighter Leon Edwards is, they are talking about Nate Diaz. And, and that is, as you said, it's a great, great position to be because, yeah, win, lose, or draw, you're still getting paid a lot of money right. and people are still going to talk about you and they're still going to fucking love you no matter what. Like in this fight, he was losing the entire fight aside from that last 30 seconds. Yeah. And like 
for Leon Edwards, this was supposed to be the star making night. And I still think he comes away with this with a few more fans, but this was supposed to be like the, this was supposed to be the remember my name. I'm, I'm this damn good. I deserve to be in this spot because talent wise, he deserves to be in the, the championship picture in the, the welterweight division, but he just doesn't have that name yet. This was supposed to give it to him. And he was so close to getting that. But just as you said, we come away from another Leon Edwards fight, not talking about Leon Edwards. Yeah, to the point where you know, Dana White even said, like, yeah, that was a great fight, but Colby Covington is fighting Kamaru Usman after this yeah. for the welterweight title. And with Leon Edwards, he even said afterwards, like, yeah, I want to take some time off. And you know what? Good for you. You know, rest up, take care of the family, whatever. But, like, what's next for him? Fuck, man. Like, yeah, it, it would be fun to see. And I'm just throwing it out there. Him versus Jorge Masvidal. That'd be amazing. I would love that. I, I think yeah. that is the fight you make next. Yeah, yeah, like Corey, or you know what? Like you can even put fucking Jorge Masvidal against Diaz again. Yeah, yeah, I I, and, I would be okay with back, that. Run it back with the BMF title, you know? Right. But, Get yeah. the Rock back. Yeah, exactly. But like <laughs> with Leon Edwards, like he he's he's stuck in that weird position because like pretty much everybody has a dance partner. Like Wonder Boy has something uh, going on. Maybe Michael Chiesa. Like that would be a decent fight too. Yeah. Well, he's, he's in that weird spot where he's really fucking good, mm-hmm. but no one knows who he is. So yeah, exactly. if, if you beat him, you don't necessarily gain a lot in, in terms of like Q rating or in, in terms of like, from the, a fan perspective, you don't gain a lot, but it's also really hard to look good against him. Like it's a, it's a really shitty spot to be in from a matchmaking perspective. 100%. But yeah, like, I think if you really like, if, if Leon Edwards really wants to get out there and, and wants to be like, yeah, I'm the de facto number one contender, Jorge Masvidal, man. Yeah, no, that would be a fun fight. And they got history too, right? With the, some backstage yeah, stuff do. from a few years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you could say that about a lot of people with Jorge Masvidal. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I don't like that Colby's getting the rematch. Um, and and no, that's not, not, not even because I, I think he's a garbage human being. Like just from a, a fighting perspective, I'm just kind of like, eh. I the first fight was decisive and I, I haven't seen anything from Colby that yeah, oh exactly. well, well now he can do this so of course he's going to win it's like I don't know he's probably gonna get his face beat up again like whatever yeah. the one guy in that fight has improved and it ain't Colby no exactly and and if you look at their previous outings like what Kamara Usman did was absolutely incredible and you hit it right there it's like one guy has improved leaps and bounds when when people were doubting uh Usman's striking ability just absolutely obliterates uh jorge masvidal whereas Co- covington is just like meh you know yeah eh. i mean yeah. I, maybe, nothing you know there's there's really nothing there and yeah not a huge fan of of running this fight back but i mean it's numbers right like pe- like people are going to be talking about this so yep. Yeah, yeah, it is and what it is. We get an opportunity to watch Colby Covington get his ass kicked again. So I, I suppose that's fine. Yes. Oh God, I hope so. Um, aside from that, on this card, like Bilal Muhammad gets a win over Damian Maya, but very few people have ever looked good against Damian Maya. And then Paul Craig puts Jamal Hill's arm on backwards. Christ. That. Oof. Yeah. Like I, I feel bad that we're just kind of glancing over the Bilal Muhammad, uh, Damian Maya fight. So if, if you have any super hot takes on that, we can get to him after, but Holy hell, that was, that might've been like the worst officiating job I've ever seen. Um, yeah, like what, what, what the fuck are you thinking? What, what are you mean? waiting for? Like his, yeah. his arm is flopping. He kind of looks unconscious. Like what it, 
what there's are better refereeing jobs in professional wrestling like that that was awful yeah like dude fucking tim donahue would, would be a fucking better <laughs> christ like you see the arm break and you see it dislocate and then right. paul craig is just hammering him with elbows and it's just just stop the fight right there like what are you doing mm-hmm. what is just your first fucking time refereeing an mma fight like jesus like it good for paul craig like paul craig looked like a fucking monster out there but like, yeah man of course what, the what monster he put a guy's arm on sideways <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and like i'll tell you right now from past experiences like i've broken a dude's arm in a fight like in in a sanctioned mma fight there is nothing better like it, it is a, it is a different feeling afterwards like it you feel like you can break anybody's arm afterwards like it is a fantastic feeling but like paul craig afterwards was just like you know what like like you you could see that that he felt a little bit bad about about it because like the excessive amount of force afterwards like that's on the referee like get your shit together man yeah no i i agree like that that was uh, i said after it's the exact opposite of the um of the Tim Sylvia Frank Mir fight, where in that fight, the only yeah. person on the planet who saw that arm break was the referee. And in this yeah. fight, the only person on the planet who didn't see that arm break was the referee. Like it was just, it, it was, it was awful. It, it was, it was really, really terrible. Um, it's a good win for Paul Craig, but like we look at the the rest of the 205 pound division. I don't think I'm picking him against anyone, you know, like maybe no. Ryan Spam, but like Johnny Walker, I think beats him up same with Nikita Krylov Volkan like I, I feel like Paul Craig while this is a good win for him is kind of at the level that he is at right now you know like I, I don't see him progressing beyond this no I mean like maybe next like uh, top 10 fighter just to you know see if if he can kind of sort of hang with the quote-unquote big boys but like yeah like th- th- this will yeah like he's 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 in a weird position but yeah i I can like his next opponent should be a top 10 guy if anything yeah yeah no i agree um anything else from this stand out to you i I don't want to i don't want to have you take a bunch of notes and not use any of them so if anything stood out to you uh by by all means sir the floor is yours uh what Bilal muhammad did like whether the storm in in the first round like damian maya is is a jiu-jitsu demigod like his yeah. his go-to is always that slow leg take you down and then the fight's over like he he showed amazing amazing takedown defense after the first round um for him like you know i i, I think the sky's the limit with that guy like he's he's very talented and he, he did enough to win this fight and i think that's all you needed because like it wasn't a star making performance or anything but like his star is definitely on the rise yeah no, it was, it was a win that he needed. It was never going to be one that he was going to get like a ton off of. Um, yeah. But like he, he needed to win that so he could progress like that. That was just one of the bosses you play in a video game. And now you, you have to move on to the ones that are maybe a little bit more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if that's it for UFC 263, I am now incredibly fascinated to move to our next topic, which is WWE Hell in a Cell, um, which is basically, again, just our way of being able to, to yell about the WWE for a while. Um, there are, uh, according to Wikipedia, four matches on this show. One of them, uh, oh no, the, um, the, the Roman Reigns one has been pulled off because he and Rey Mysterio, we're taping this on Friday. It's going to come out Friday afternoon, but if you're listening to it later, um, they're doing that match tonight. So I don't know if they're yeah. setting up something with 
with either of the Usos, but I, I, I don't give the WWE a, a lot of the benefit of the doubt. Uh, although SmackDown has been a whole lot better than raw has been lately, but th- this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me unless there's something else coming. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because like, well, let's be honest. It, it was, even if it was on hell in the cell, it would be the most, it, it would be the most predictable match in the world. Right. Right. Like we all know who the, who the winner would be like this one. Just in, in my opinion, it's like, shenanigans involved put the usos in there put you know maybe maybe they want to do like some pre-recorded fucking high spot where excuse me where roman reigns just absolutely destroys dominic off the top of the cage or something like that right want to pre-record it or some shit i don't know but like it didn't really make that much sense to me to take it off the card but again like even if it was on the card listen we all know who the fuck is gonna win yeah okay i i have been dying to know what you think of this Roman Reigns character since it came out? Because we we had our disagreements since it first on came out. <laughs> um, well, s- since this one came out, yeah, the so, current yes. inception of it, okay, right? Yeah. yeah, since since Roman Reigns took his spot as the the, the head of the table, um, yeah. uh, because we, we got into our discussions about Roman Reigns, and I <laughs> I I legitimately like that that wasn't me. Oh well, still watch WWE on Sportsnet 360. Like sure, I, sure, sure, I legitimately yeah. think people were a bit too hard on Roman Reigns, although they did not do him any favors. Um, but I love this character. I, mm-hmm. I think it is absolutely fantastic. And so I, I want to know, are you a fan of Roman Reigns? I'm not a fan of Roman Reigns, but I okay. will say I'm a, I'm a, like as, as a wrestler, like to me, his his. I've always said this from the get-go. His moveset is a bit boring. Like, I've never been a huge fan of a one-punch finisher. Not a huge fan of the big shows, uh, WMD back in the day. Like, the Superman punch to me when it first came out was just like, oh, that's it, huh? You're just Mm going to jump and punch? Not a huge fan of that. But, like, with the progression of this current character, I enjoy it just because it's it's finally that, that heel Roman that everybody's been, not everybody, but, like, people have been, somewhat clamoring for since yeah. his rocket ship up the ass right because he's yeah like he good looking dude like yeah baby face or whatever but like he needed in my opinion to be a heel but he also needed a mouthpiece because him as a promo he's not the best promo but like you pair him up with paul Heyman, that was a genius decision and and yeah. Yeah, like he's just been on a war path, like just destroyed people left, right, and center. And so, yeah, like it, I, I think this was the smart move. Uh, it should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Like long, like I'm talking years ago. But right. Yeah, they, they finally pulled the trigger on it when they paired him up with Paul. And it's been working. Like, um, you know, the head of the family table, like it works. He's basically making the Usos like his little bitches, essentially. And yeah. I mean, like, you know, it, the character works and and it's working really well uh, in terms of where you go with them moving forward. Um, you know, I keep on hearing rumors that they want to bring back Brock and they want to mm-hmm. do that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. And then also like word of the rock. So, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, like as a character right now, like, yes, I fan, but it should have happened a long time ago. I agree. And, and I think he's so good at it. Like the, the yeah. way he carries himself, like just he, he Hog, pl- arrogant. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, like he just you you, you look at him and you want to hate him because the, mm-hmm. he's a good looking dude. And now he's chiseled and he's not covering up with the vest and he's just carrying yeah. himself like a dick. And like just every, he 
everything screams heel. And it's just like, why? Why, why did why did it take so long to get to this point? Exactly. Why, why did exactly. why did we try to make him a good guy for a while? And then yeah. like, yeah, I, I did not get this th- this one at all. But now nature is restored. I, I honestly like WWE is certainly in one of their down periods right now. But I, I think Roman specifically in that storyline is one of the, the better things going in wrestling. Like, I, I think I think it's a top three thing in wrestling. Uh, the WWE then doesn't have anything else in like the top 15. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, it's. I, I think SmackDown is actually a pretty good show. On the other hand, um, mm-hmm. I think Raw, this might be the worst stretch Raw has ever had. And that, that, is, Bro, even, I... that is even going back to like Sparkplug Bob Holly yeah. taking on Tatanka with King Kong Bundy at ringside with, with like, well, hey, William Shatner is here. Like the, that Duke the Dumpster Drossy, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that I will take over whatever the fuck is going on with Alexa bliss and stupid Reginald stuff. And like, it, it is, it is an unwatchable television program, bro. I, so after we stopped doing our show yeah. uh, years ago, uh, one of the first things that I just stopped watching automatically or just stopped caring about was raw back then raw back then sucked raw that now I just hear about it like on Twitter when as I'm perusing along, like I just, you know, the odd raw recap, I won't even click it. I'll just see like the footnotes of it. And I'm just yeah. like, why, why would I even fucking bother? Like I already, I already have enough like shit that I have to do on a regular basis. And why would I waste, like literally, why would I waste my time watching it? Yeah. Well, and I, I put it off um, unless there's a, a show like this coming up and then I kind of binge through it. And that is cruel and unusual punishment. Um, yeah, like yeah. three three hours is enough. Twelve uh, that that'll that'll really get you. But yeah, like I I remember when we were doing the show, and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, uh, then Drew Galloway, were doing their thing in Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling, and I was like, hey, yeah. Impact's actually really good. Like they got these guys. Like MVP is with Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre is like this yoked up babyface guy, and it's actually pretty compelling stuff. Impact did this feud better than the WWE is doing it right now? Like I, 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 I I cannot imagine that we got to a point where I am rolling my eyes at Drew McIntyre against Bobby Lashley. I was so stoked for it at WrestleMania that 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 was going to be the match. I was so fired up that this was going to be the feud and it sucks. It has fucking blown. Yeah. And like, I, I remember, you know, you would tell me like, Hey, so heel Lashley on, on impact is, it's actually pretty good. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll see it. And then I actually saw it. And I was like, yeah, you're fucking right. Yeah. And then when Lashley came back to the WWE, like so many stupid and fucking stupid storylines with him and his sister and Sami Zayn and like, wow, they just they didn't do that character any justice whatsoever. No. Finally, they finally in recent times have made him into what he is. He's a, fucking badass and wins the title all right what's his next challenger oh it's galloway or sorry mcintyre <laughs> that that like sign me up but what have they done with it right fuck like yeah this is the thing with raw like they they have all the talent in the fucking world but it's it's these lazy storylines and they basically just think and they've been thinking about the, like wwe has thought about their audience as very short uh, just they, they don't have the memory span right 
fans would, right? Like they they would expect us fans, us wrestling fans, to be like, oh, okay, so that happened last week. Oh, I completely forget about it this week. Tell me more about it, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's short term booking, and they haven't done they haven't fucking done anybody any justice whatsoever right. on that program, and especially especially your two let's be honest your two marquee stars in your men's division yeah like the the two guys going on the poster um yeah. and and there, there's just been nothing to remember like i i can't believe this is a sentence i'm going to say remember mason t-bar were involved in this storyline at some point and now yes. they're just not like that that happens <laughs> yeah. all the all the god remember when general hall came back like a month ago have we yeah. seen him on tv since like nope. he came back came back with a couple big dudes and nothing nothing yeah. came of it yeah. Alistair Black gets brought in for two weeks and then gets cut. Like it's just yeah. nothing, nothing sticks together right now. And I was saying again, this after, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying like, again, it's short-term booking. It's, yeah. it's just, it's so infuriating. And it's just, again, give me something, give me a reason to watch. Like this clearly is not it. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to pay attention because the product is, is, it's literally unwatchable. And you have right. the, some of the best talent in the entire world at your disposal. And what are you doing with them? Like, what, seriously? Like, mm-hmm. even with Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler, like, Alexa yep. Bliss is, is and, and she's a fantastic performer, but she is, like, what are you doing with her? Alexa, or uh, Shayna Baszler is a fucking world beater. She's all of a sudden f- afraid of puppets? Like, what right. the fuck is that? Well, and like uh, looking at the, the raw side of this, I'm sure we'll get a few more matches added to this from SmackDown um, yeah. coming up tonight. But the raw side of this right now is well, really like the whole card. There's four, four matches, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, and Shayna Baszler. If I told yeah. you back when we were doing the show the first time that those eight competitors were going to be on a show, we would be talking about, okay, WWE is really hitting their stride. Like, look how great this mm-hmm. show is. And I don't care about any of these. Like, even as good as SmackDown has been, they have not capitalized on Bianca Belair's momentum coming out of WrestleMania Zero. at all. Like, she, Nothing. what are they doing? Like, like they're, they're basically, the feud is just about who laughs more. Right. It's awful. And, <laughs> and it, like, they, it's like they took all the great parts of Bianca Belair that made Bianca yeah. Belair Bianca Belair and got rid of. All of them. She doesn't have that same attitude, that same, like, I'm going to fucking, sh- I'm going to fuck shit up. She's just like, I know how to deal with people who laugh at you and all this stuff. It's like, this girl was a badass. She left a welt on someone with her hair two months ago. And now like, it just, that there is no attitude that there's no, that there's nothing about welcome, this character. So with that said, welcome to any NXT call up to the right. main roster since its inception. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. Like, we how many fucking times can we say that about mm-hmm. an nxt uh wrestler going up to the main roster and them being just nothing like i'm uh, one of my favorite wrestlers and yours too ricochet what is he doing oh right. he's he switched up his gear now he's wearing jeans or some shit i don't fucking know yeah but like what's the point you know like and and i don't blame some of like y- you hear it sometimes with especially with um johnny gargano and tommaso ciampa they they've said it before they're just like yeah we don't want to go on the main roster right i don't i don't blame them because yeah. i mean like you you see shit like this happening and it's just like what's the point like i was having so much fun i'm assuming that they're having so much fun in nxt going right. up to the main roster and and you're dealing with this who laughs the most yeah like, what the fuck is that like unless unless Bel Air and Bailey, like unless this is 
a return of 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 um uh the boss yeah sasha banks yeah fuck why why can't i remember that name Jesus. <laughs> but like yeah unless this is a return to of sasha banks then what's the point right you know? yeah no it, it, it's all it, it's also for and like rhea ripley amazing yeah. badass character all the way back one of the reasons to watch nxt uk which is an absolute train wreck of a television show right now like don't don't get me started on what they've done in the uk <laughs> yeah. um but like rhea ripley amazing badass has some great matches in steel cages with raquel gonzalez like maybe not ricky steamboat rick flair but for what they're supposed to be like she's an amazing character and now again there's nothing and it's just like you have Rhea Ripley against Charlotte Flair. I was so fired up for that match at WrestleMania last year. And yeah. now I couldn't care less. Like what, what is the story of this match? It's well, um, they've both found ways to get countered out against Nikki cross. Um, yeah. And so now they're going to fight each other for the richest prize in women's professional wrestling. Like get the fuck out of here with that. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? What's what yes. is the point? What is the point? What is the point? It's a great quote. Like that should be the subtext of everything <laughs> on raw. Like what if, like you said, you haven't watched Raw in a while. I I was able to to go through it all. There, there's no point. Uh, you could you can easily, easily be a fan. Um, if you want to watch SmackDown every Friday, it's a good television show. I, mm. I have no problem with that. But you cannot watch Raw at all. Just get caught up on the shit on the the pay per views with their uh, their video packages, and you will be yeah. a happier wrestling fan for it. Yeah. Raw is war. Raw is what the point. What's the point? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they, they need to bring Raw underground. Same thing with Hell in a Cell. <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't, it, isn't this supposed to be like in October or like November or some shit? Right. And all of a sudden we have it now. Like Hell in a Cell. What's the point? Yeah. Well, which what of the which of these feuds requires Hell in a Cell? Like what what blood feud <laughs> has been developed that the only way these two can solve this in a in a structure that you know what this is? This is goddamn respectful, to, uh, disrespectful to Mick Foley. The dude yeah, almost died yeah. flying off of this thing, yeah. and yeah. now Shayna Baszler is going to fight a fucking doll in it just because it happens to land in June. Like, yeah, and, you can, and I mean, like, the, the only intriguing part about that match is is maybe we might see a, a fiend appearance, right? But that's that's just a maybe. Yeah, that that's that still means that you you have to fucking go through this. You have to watch it. Yeah. Do you really want to? Right. No. And I, I said what you said about the NXT, like there almost everyone on NXT takeover in your house is main roster ready, right? Like oh, they, yeah. they are, they are all talented enough. Like I, I, I could go on for days about how much I love LA Knight and Santos Escobar um, yeah. and just all of those guys. I want to see none of them on the main roster. Keep none. all of them in NXT. And the problem is, the great thing about NXT was there was all this turnover, so it just felt fresh all the time. And there's mm -hmm. been none of that because no one's getting called up in the last little while. But also, I'm fine with that because I don't want to see what Vince McMahon's impression of Adam Cole would be. I don't want to see Dude, what I his shiver version... at that. Oh, I shiver at that because yeah. like Adam Cole is one of the best best performers in the world. Yeah, and can you imagine him going up to the main roster and then all of a sudden he's fucking afraid of puppets or like is right. in a, is in a laughing contest with whomever and it's just what is this yeah like, you can you can honestly say like the only big from the men's side anyways the only big nxt call up to actually do shit kevin owens maybe 
Mm-hmm. And, and like Finn Balor to a certain extent, but like Finn Balor had probably the worst injury ever in terms of oh. like, here, here's the, here's the rocket kid. But then all of a sudden, fuck. Yeah. It's, it's over. But like, yeah, Kevin Owens to me is, is, is the name that just, you know, it's just, it comes out of the mind because it's just yeah. like, he's the only one. And like, in terms of the women's side, yeah. Like you still have the four horsemen, horsewomen who came out of NXT and have just dominated and good for them. But like the success is very few and far between. And that has, it might have something to do with the performer, but it's more so on no. the fucking booking and, and just, Again, like I ranted about it when we used to do the show all the time. Like you have this senile old man who, again, thinks that we have a very short memory span. And some of us do, but some of us actually enjoy the product. And you have this fucking guy who just won't let anybody else come near his product and try to just shape it up to a certain degree to make it somewhat palatable. But it's and it's not. And yeah, like. Fuck, I again I shiver at the thought of, of Adam Cole coming up to the main roster, and then all of a sudden we, we're talking about Adam Cole the same way that we just talked about Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, and like it, it's that that is the frustrating thing because I do think this is the worst that Raw's ever been. And part of the reason I think that is because I think the talent is probably the best it's ever been. Like oh, you, yeah. you don't you don't have the same marquee guys as you did back in the attitude era, but as far as like in-ring ability is concerned you have that for days and days and days and days. And so that's, that is what's so frustrating, but yeah, you look at what some people have done coming out of the, the the WWE, like John Moxley doesn't feel like a WWE guy anymore. Like I, I see clips of Dean Ambrose all the time. It's like, Oh shit. I forgot Mox was in, um, what was in WWE at some point. And he was part of the biggest thing in WWE for like half of a decade. Um, and like rest in peace, Brody Lee. But before that, like, we, we never got any like the, the blood. I was going to call them the Basham brothers. That was a different shitty thing. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the bludgeon brothers, whatever the fuck that was. Um, I remember I used to call them the plumber twins because I, I was just yeah. like, what is this? Right. What is this? And then you, you see what he can do when given a, a main of uh, main event level slot and, and those types of things. Like it's just and Pete, with, with, with that said, I am so amped to see what they're going to do with Andrade. Oh man. Yeah. Like, can yeah. you fucking imagine? Jesus. Oof. Yeah. No, I, I, and 90 days from when he was released, I can't wait to see what, uh, formerly Alistair Black will probably Tommy now end. Tommy end again. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when I was in, in Dallas for WrestleMania chanting Tommy fucking end. I, I can't wait to see it. Cause he needs to be in a- AEW right away too. I'm, I think AEW might need to, to chill a little bit. Like don't bring in Braun Strowman, but yeah, when you no. have these high level guys like an Andrade, like a, a Tommy end. I even think Ruby Riot would be perfect in oh, AEW. Dude, fantastic. Yeah. But I also think like Ruby Riot could, I think, just run roughshod over over eight. Can you imagine her and versus Britt Baker? Oh, like uh, incredible. God. Yeah. And with with Tommy End, dude, I would love to see Tommy End in New Japan. Like the yes. amount of yeah. it, holy shit. Like the the stuff that he like him versus like I don't know Shingo would be oh, fantastic. Man. Him versus, versus Kota Ibushi, like they, they would need oh, to take a year oh. off after. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. And I I do think that like New Japan and AEW are going to kind of be one in the same a little bit. Like maybe it's not going to be like all the time, but I, I do think they're going to have 
more of a working relationship as this goes along. I, I do think that Alistair Black going to one means he'll be able to go to the other as well. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think now we're just waiting on this, um, this global sh- fucking pandemic right yeah. now to, to kind of subside. And then maybe, maybe at the sort of next year, we, we might see something actually come to fruition. But yeah, like, so like we just went on a rant about how shitty WWE product is, but like there are things to look forward to in terms oh, of yes. the wrestling landscape itself moving yeah. forward. Yeah, AEW um has been excellent. Like they they they, oh, they have wow. a couple they have a couple of flaws, but like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm never embarrassed watching an AEW show. Like they they take wrestling seriously and they are almost like number wise almost doing better than Raw. Um and it's yeah. like raw, like raw needs to remind you how goofy and dumb professional wrestling can be at some point. And AEW yeah. is just like, no, like they, they call it a sport. And the, the just something as simple as just putting up their record, even if it's a dude who's fought on dark his entire life, when they come up, it's like, oh, okay, this, this guy's a dude. Like yeah. everything about their show just takes it seriously. And I love it. I fell in love with professional wrestling again after that little stretch building up to blood and guts and mm-hmm. then double or nothing after like i, yeah, I yeah. thought just chef's kiss mwah, everything was fantastic i i could not love aew more you you so that feeling that you had i felt the exact same way um near the end of us doing the show when i started getting heavy into new japan to the point where that would be the only thing that i would watch and like there were points where you'd be like, "Hey man, did you catch Raw or SmackDown?" I'd be like, "Nope, sorry, <laughs> I was just too busy watching New Japan." Like, yeah, I fell in love with wrestling again when I started watching New Japan, and yeah, like I'm rarely, if ever, disappointed with what I see from AEW. Like in yeah. terms of the storylines, like yeah, you mentioned it. There are a few flaws here and there, and I think one of them might be the ever expanding roster that they have, and where yeah. are you going to put certain guys because. I mean, not everybody is going to get the fucking rocket chip. We all know that. But mm-hmm. like, with that roster being ever expansive, I think that might be an issue moving forward. But in terms of storylines, again, the complete opposite of WWE, where it's just like, oh, okay, so I saw him and him or her and her, you know, do something last week. And they're still doing it this week. Right. What a, what a fucking novel concept. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing that frustrated me was that the bucks flipped like six times in the span of like three weeks. Um, and I thought it was a little soon to go to, to stadium stampede coming out of blood and guts, just based on how violent that match was, but just Mm -hmm. like little nitpicky things. Uh, but other than that, like, yeah, it's not only like from one week to the next, but something that happened like six fucking months ago will come up again in a storyline. And it's like, Hey, by the way, still fuck you over that. Um, and, and because, because things are taken so seriously there, like wins and losses matter. You can go through a whole episode of Raw and not see uh, an actual clean result. Like it'll be, oh, Pyro went off and the music and yeah, there's yeah. a double disqualification because heaven forbid we pin Reginald. Um, yeah. But in AEW, wins and losses actually matter. And because of that, you can have someone like a Brian Cage who was pretty high and then starting to come down a little bit, but a couple of wins and he's right back in the main event picture. Yeah, Same exactly. thing with Pac, goes away for yeah. a while, comes back, wins a couple of matches. He's in the main event. Like you can, you can do that with guys because of how seriously you take it. But yeah, no, I, I think I kind of wish um, dark and elevation were taken a little bit more seriously so that I like, think... sorry, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, because like, they have so many talented performers on there and it would just be nice to have like 
to, to have some of those have a bit more involved storylines other than, okay, we're going to wrestle this guy who you've never heard of before and all of that. Like, I feel like they, they have some spots for these guys, but also that Friday show coming up in August, I, I think is going to help them out as well. So, so, so that's what I was just going to mention. I think that rampage show that they're, they're going to be planning and that's going to be an hour long, which is perfect, which is exactly what you need. Like you don't need a two hour or three yeah. hour, God forbid, three hour show to end the week like it's going to be an hour long and from what tony khan has said it's going to be a live show um for a go home pay-per-view event which is to me fantastic yeah because any live performance is great but if it's a live show for a go home it's just it adds that extra intrigue right and right. when you add that next show that rampage it flushes out more character progression and so yeah I, i'm with you that's exactly what i was going to say is when that next show becomes an official thing. It's just going to be more beneficial for the talent and for character progression. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I don't, I don't want it to be like split. Like, I don't think they need to do a roster split or anything, but like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to see Kenny Omega and the young bucks on that show every week. You know, like that, that is the yeah. one where you get you like, that can be Miro's show who, by the way, how great is he been? Um, right. But yes. like that, that can be Miro show. That can be where Jade Cargill goes and beats the shit out of people like that. That can be like, Jade I, I Cargill, think Cargill, by the way, is, is just like, that is going to be the future. Yes. Yeah. If not like, she's already the future essentially, but like that is just, you can print stacks of money right yeah. now and be totally okay with it. Like this, it's, oh. it's great. How many of those people AEW have? over like yeah. on their roster like obviously they have the stars now right like you have the jerichos you have the omegas you have the young bucks but like mjf against jungle boy can be a feud for a decade um okay. like both those guys scream stars same with darby allen on the women's side like we talk about jade carkill i i think that Britt baker also has that that superstar quality oh, and i i i'll watch hikaru shida wrestle any day of the week all day. um all yeah. day. like and, so it, and then you also Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was, I was just rambling. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you also have um, Abagon or Abaddon or right, like you know, and she is, she is, she reminds me of. It's gonna be a lot of praise, but like an Undertaker or Kane with that that mm -hmm. freaky, unearthly type of figure that yeah. it, that adds in, uh, intrigue and mystique, but also like when you see her go in the ring, like she can fucking go. And yeah, like it's, it's fuck man. It's so cool to be a wrestling fan again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't watch Raw on Mondays. Um, yeah, quickly, yeah. Be before we go, you mentioned New Japan before. Have you been keeping up with what's going on with New Japan? A little bit, a little bit here and there. I know uh, Shingo is actually getting... Uh, he's he's going places for sure yeah um and i know will osprey is going to be coming back pretty soon and so you know will osprey versus shingo i'm all right with that yeah i i didn't like putting i i thought they, they took the title off of kota ibushi too soon a little too soon yeah yeah um like it, it feels like they've tried a couple of things in the last couple of years that just haven't worked I, i'm actually like i'm not out on new japan i, I still watch um all their like main shows but i'm not watching like the road twos as much yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, um yeah, like yeah. i, I it's just it, it feels like they're in a bit of a down period they, they try the stuff with evil that didn't it didn't go as badly as i think some people think it did i didn't mm -hmm. mind it at least you tried something but it didn't yeah. work um and I, I don't think the will osprey one 
that that one didn't really work for me either. But still, like if you watch a New Japan show, you're going to be very entertained. One hundred percent. And yeah, like with with Ibushi, like I thought, you know, as soon as he won both titles at the start of this year, like you know, this is it. This is going to be his promotion. He's running with it. Like yeah, you can put your Okada's in there. You can put your Tanahashi's in there every now and then. But like this yeah. is Kota Ibushi's show to run with and run with it as fast and as hard as he possibly can a little too soon but um who knows like with, with new japan like we talked about a prior like back when we used to do the show like their long-term book like th- this is a long-term thing right like that's yeah. that's what they focus on is long-term storylines so this just might be um just a- another progression with a story for uh for koto Ibushi. but um quickly going back like you mentioned mjf um, if New Japan and AEW actually become a like a working relationship, right? In my head, Booker G's head, <laughs> I cannot wait for MJF versus um shit, I just forgot it. <laughs> uh Bullet Club leader. Uh oh Jay White. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Like like, like top heel versus top heel like fuck man like that's yeah. that's oh i can't wait yeah no it's it's such a great time to be a wrestling fan and, and you can you can just and, and this might be the first time in a very long time you you can just not watch wwe and still get like the highest levels of professional wrestling and just be like you can you can just be an AEW fan and your wrestling yeah. schedule will be full and you'll, you'll have a, a fantastic time if you mix in uh, a couple like new japan shows pro wrestling noah has started to oh, go yeah. the, the English route a little bit. Um, yeah. And then they, they put a 65 year old guy as their world heavyweight champion. So, eh. but <laughs> it, it's just, it, it really is such a great time to be a pro wrestling fan, even with all and the yeah, swearing like, we can do about raw. Yeah. And you can, you can throw an NXT in there, you know, yes. you sprinkle yep. a little back down in there as well. But yeah, like it, it is a fantastic time to be a pro wrestling fan. And yeah, like AEW honestly could not have come at a better time because like they, they, they're signing talent and they're featuring talent that a lot of people have never even heard of like mm-hmm. you know orange cassidy like yes he was an indie name and i know you're not a huge comedy wrestling fan but like oh he's I, been amazing i love him oh i fucking love it dude him, him you pair it and him and like the best friends make up some of the funniest shit in the world to me yeah. in wrestling anyways and yeah, like a lot of people didn't know about Orange Cassidy. A lot of people didn't even know about Darby Allen. And so, right. yeah, like AEW came at a time where where people were just, were wrestling fans anyways, were just like, oh, okay, I've heard of him. I've never seen him or her, and now I can, like on a weekly basis. Like, this is great, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all right, man, uh, you, you have a real job, so I do have to let you go. Um, <laughs> but this has been an absolute blast, and I'm looking forward to doing a, a lot more of these with you uh, as we go along, getting the band back together. Yeah, brother. Oh, that was fun. It's like riding a bike, swearing about the WWF uh, or WWE. Wow, WWF. I. That's how far back I've been going to cleanse my palate from Monday Night Raw stuff. And I mentioned Duke the Dumpster Drossy in the show, so 
it, it all works out. But that's going to do it for this week on Couch Potato Diary. Once again, please rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. You can find me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash PK. You can find a lot of our interviews up on YouTube. Uh, just search Couch Potato Diary. I'm also Primetime Klein one on there. The music you're listening to, Wasted Talent. Find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be. And if you haven't got enough of me, general history podcast called We Had No Idea. Uh, myself and my wife host it. Comes out every Wednesday. So check that one out. Uh, not sure what's going to be going up in terms of this weekend of Hell in a Cell coverage as you've heard. Not overly stoked for this show, but probably have some stuff. Uh, and if you don't catch that, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. I'm out.